Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have musician and songwriter Sam Lewis, um, who is, uh, oh, I kind of just like doubled my intro. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of stuff written on my paper, you guys. I wish you could see it. I should post a picture. Um, but basically, yeah, we have Sam Lewis and he's best known for his uh, recent single called This Love, which yes. is streaming everywhere. Yeah, streaming everywhere. Okay, yeah. amazing. All platforms. Welcome. How's it going, Heather? Thanks Excellent. for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much <clears throat> for being here. Um, so I just want to jump right into like everything mm -hmm. and tell me about uh, where you were born. Where did your life start? Oh, the life. It started mm -hmm. um, in a small northern place in northern Ontario, Thunder Bay, Ontario. Oh, no way. I didn't yeah. know from Thunder Bay. Yeah, so I'm a little bit further north. Um, it's my roots back home there. Uh, yeah, we're a little more isolated, closer to Winnipeg than Toronto, but uh, we have the Sleeping Giant. That's our main kind of attraction there. What is that? So the Sleeping Giant is like this rock formation that's in the water, and the whole myth is it's like a giant that passed out and is just sleeping oh. there. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's pretty cool. It, it is massive. So, and you can see we have like a park where you can actually like see the whole giant from there. It's, it's really cool. And it's like No way. Down. Yeah. So that's kind of our claim to fame. That's so Of cool. our city. Yeah. Um, and I was also going to say, <clears throat> I think... Shania Twain is from there, but she's from Timmins. She's from Timmins. Okay. I, I wish we had her. Yeah. I know. No, no. We have Paul Schaefer, if you know who I he is. I think so, he's yeah. He's like, he was the piano player on uh, Letterman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew the name. Yeah, he's got a street oh, name that's after so cool. and everything. Yeah. I did not know he's from yeah. Thunder Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I was just about to be like, I've been there, but I've been to North Bay, okay. not Thunder Bay. Everyone from here is like, <laughs> oh, why why don't, why don't you live in, in North Bay or Thunder Bay? Why don't you just drive here? Why don't you commute? I'm like, it's like an 18 hour commute, It's like man. so, yeah. Yeah. Because isn't it like different. a two hour flight? Or it's like a two hour flight because you're flying over the lake. And yeah. Then, but it's like a 16 hour drive. It's yeah. Crazy. Like, I feel like you can get to like North Carolina in the same time totally. that you can it's nuts. Ontario is huge, and you're not even fully done it. You just get up north because yeah. you have to go around the lakes, right? Yeah, so, so true. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so, um, growing up, like, you're obviously freezing mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what sort of true. stuff were you interested in as a kid? Like, were you always into music? Or? Well, yeah, no. Well, first off, yeah, we were definitely freezing. Like, I, I didn't think <laughs> the, like, just growing up, like, I'd be walking to school crying because it's so cold and it would like freeze on my face i thought that was normal no, you know? i know, right? <laughs> like, you know that's uh that was kind of our life there but no it was good one thing that i loved about thunder bay uh, i wasn't always into music i got into i started playing my family's super musical okay, so cool. my grandfather plays or played mandolin which is like a What's nice that? little like it's like a guitar but you have multiple strings there's like two strings each kind of row what? it's crazy i've never heard of this instrument it's before it's beautiful yeah mumford and sons use, uses oh it is it really small yes very small and you get like it's oh. i wouldn't say it's a twang you get this kind of crystalline sound it's That's really cool so, what's it called a mandolin a mandolin yeah so oh it's my beautiful, God. hard to play though because it's like takes really quick so, fingers yeah but my grandpa always played it and they had like uh, with my mom and her brothers, they had a family band. Shut so, up, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, my mom was a bass player. No way! Yeah, so she played in the band, and they, my uncle owns a music school back home, so they got me right into music. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, truly born and And is your family, like, from... Um, Oh my god! I was gonna say North Bay, Thunder Bay as yeah, well, or yeah. like, did you guys come from like Europe or somewhere else? No, we're we're from Thunder Bay. My grandparents um, migrated from Italy. They oh, okay. Came from Italy, so um, I was wondering because I'm like, I wonder if that's like an Italian yeah. or like I was thinking, um, 
It is an Italian instrument. Is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or what? what is that country? Oh my God. Um, I was thinking Maltese for some reason or like um, not Greece, um, Macedonian. Macedonia. I don't know why I was thinking oh, Macedonia. Okay. I was like, maybe it's an Macedonian. instrument from there. I don't know why I thought that. There's but. a lot of instruments from there though, but I'm not sure mandolin is. Yeah, I'm cool. pretty sure mandolin Okay, so maybe, so he like had learned about that. Yeah, from, like, probably as home. a kid growing up, he, he got influenced by it and then, yeah, he just became a whiz at it. So cool. my, my mom had this family band and my uncle had a music school they got me into music right away I started doing piano for two what years age? at about six okay cool yeah so piano at around six and then I kind of switched did guitar like that a bit better was working on my like smoke on the water green mm, day solos jet that. solos it's so good you know yeah and that was like that was the classic and then when I got to grade five I started to uh, I just got asked to sing for this one school thing and then I was like, oh. Had you ever shit, sang I before? Like no, oh never. Oh my God. So they're and just like, hey. Yeah, they're like, here, you have to take this part. I was like, okay. And <laughs> that's literally how I found out I could sing. I did it. My parents were in the audience for this thing, and they're just like, you might need to look into this. And I was like, oh. And wow. Yeah, it just kind of like was something I never even thought of to do. And then I what just. What song did you have to sing, or was it an original? <clears throat> it was like, no, it wasn't an original, but I started writing like quickly after that because I, originals were, that's kind of where I really loved songwriting. But it nice. was like a, it was a random like church song. Like oh. that was it. I went to a Catholic school there. And then, yeah, it was a church hymn. I don't even know what it was. And that's kind of the first tune that started it off on like that's a little crazy. projector. Yeah. And like, okay, so tell me, like that first. <clears throat> first experience like did you practice before like what were you were you just like fuck I hope I can do this well, or like, like what was your outlook what, going? going right going into it I know because when you don't really care don't really know you're like whatever, whatever yeah but I was I was super nervous for this one part because like obviously like singing in front of someone especially for the first time I was like what but it was cool because this church was like the the back um kind of um what's it called like the balcony was at oh, the back okay, of the okay. audience so we were singing up there so i didn't have to like face the audience oh, which was great that's for awesome. like a first time so i was just like up there the audience kind of turned around and i was that's like oh, strange shit. right i'd yeah. be pissed i'd be like fuck my neck yeah like, why, are I doing <laughs> that? why are they back there but, yeah so it worked good for me yeah but yeah so that was like kind of the intro to it all and then as soon as that happened really like my parents were like we got to get you into singing we got to do music but perfect people to like totally know like, the path <laughs> that was the one thing like my grandpa was like he's the one guy who he would always be like my brother or my brother is a priest my brother is a lawyer my brother my other brother's an engineer like all these things and he's like he's like but if you want to do music like he was like it was almost like he was making an exception for me oh but wow. he's just like you can do it you have to do this just Aww. do it like as much as you can and do it the best you can and i was just like like usually like you know to get that blessing yeah. and i was young too to get like uh, like a grandpa who's been through a different kind of revolution like that totally to be like you can do this if you want i was just like that's, that's pretty inspiring yeah and it's like that permission i think too totally. from like someone you super respect and that was the thing like my 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 no no like he i had like super like just so much respect for him and how he dealt with people and like how he just appreciated music because like he, he took it as a business but it was still like an art form to him so like it was really and cool. sorry what did he do again for a living he so my my grandpa he he played in this family band he like came and like essentially created this place for my family there and he he didn't have like crazy jobs here he worked at like this he was more of a handyman he worked okay. at this like assembling tent company found all these jobs to like get like his family settled but nice. the band they actually were extremely successful in oh, my city wow. yeah oh. so they would be booked 
like crazy. And so that's how they made their money. And doing like weddings and stuff or like... Weddings, um, Christmas parties, all these events that uh, when my city was bumping, like, you know, they were like in rotation. Like they would just, it was like the Jackson 5. They would just rehearse. Wow, the whole family. that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. And what was it called? What was the band They were called? just called the Valente Family Band. My my grandpa, their last name's Valente. Oh, okay. So super Italian. Very like, like straightforward yeah, though. Like, yeah, I'm not it. questioning what the fuck the band no, is you about. No, what like, it is? It's the family band. <laughs> like, you know? Exactly. That was it. So they had a few competitors, but otherwise they they kind of owned the market back there. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So they my my grandpa made money for the family through that, which is crazy, unheard of for like, especially you know, for like an Italian immigrant and and back. I'm saying back then. At least I'm thinking it's probably 20, 30 years ago. Totally. Like I'm talking about like seventies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like insane. Crazy. You know, coming from Italy, and he's like, yeah, we can make a band. And did he speak English? <laughs> um, he spoke English, but it was still broken. But the thing that's nice about Thunder Bay is there's a lot of Italian immigrants. Is there really? Yeah, Thunder I'm Bay so has surprised. this culture of Finnish, um, Italian, and indigenous. It's it's a really that is myth. so interesting. Yeah, Because yeah. I also know... So my husband's Italian. Oh, okay. Um, awesome. So I also n- randomly know that uh, Windsor has, like, a huge amount of Italian immigrants there I as well. That. But I did not know Thunder I, Bay. Yeah, Thunder and Bay. And I'm so surprised to hear we that. We got an influx. Uh, like, everyone kind of came there i don't know why but the port was when they came in town they were sending people to thunder bay a lot so that's kind of where i guess like where they were like shit where where do we need people to work exactly and probably and and i guess way back when i think thunder bay was like a hub for like fishing and and like yeah, and the hudson elevators oh okay. that's one thing they have that's really big there but fishing as well and like going through the hudson but like grain elevators and we had a train too so the oh, okay. city was the city was bumping way way more than it was today with resources and everything right yeah that is so cool so your grandpa's just like sam yeah you want to sing if you want to do this and then like what did you feel after like when you finished that song were you like wow i'm so fucking good or like wow i want to do this like what did you think it was kind of like a a, it was a cool rush that was the thing that i really liked it was a it was a great feeling after i finished i was like oh man this is like i'm not nervous anymore this was great but i still didn't know really like i wanted to sing slash could really do it Mm -hmm. um we tried to find vocal teachers in the city and there was nothing really not not too many like there was but we couldn't find anything when i was younger so my dad (laughs) tried to get me into musicals and that's like my parents were always supportive which is like that's unheard of and so nice you know and they they just like they just really stood by if you're gonna do this like just do it well and like Mm -hmm. I I always was in school doing my thing there played sports as well so it was just kind of like something that was growing on the side and then it just started overtaking everything that's what happened yeah so I did like a few musicals back there back home with a a cool kind of production company um, that took me and we did Chicago and that was the first one I did and then I was like I need to do this because I just like I saw other people singing in bigger roles like I didn't even get big roles a big role when I auditioned and I was like I want to get like the bigger role I want to sing more and then I just started getting addicted to it Um, did a few more musicals but then I met like some buddies when I got into grade seven eight and uh, we started a band and that's where it all went yeah like classic being in our basement playing like jet tunes wolf mother like just like amazing yeah like all these kind of vibes and um it was cool because my my parents also made my sister 
and my brother play instruments as well. And they don't really play too much music anymore. My brother was, they made him play drums, and then my sister was, <laughs> they made her play piano. She's now a dancer in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. So she took a different artistic route. Um, but uh, yeah, and my brother's a chiropractor. So oh. <laughs> so I kind of held on to the music. Right, right. Um, but it was cool because we had all these instruments in our house. And I was so going to ask, always, yeah. So yeah. like, did your buddies in the band, like if they didn't have their own instruments, could they just come and use 100%. like, because I feel like you had all yeah. the stuff there. We literally had and a jam room when I was in grade seven. Like, that is crazy. literally amazing because I, I remember yeah. like my, so my brother was in a lot of bands growing up and yeah. like he had to like time when my dad wasn't going to be there to like make noise because like a lot of parents were like, no, you're not going to play you're drums play, yeah. and have a band practice in right? my house. I'm trying yeah. to sleep. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and like, <laughs> yeah. And what an opposite experience. Totally. That's like we so just, amazing. we had this place in our house that was just like kind of a storage room that my brother had his kid in there and so uh, we just made it the music room and it was nice it was in the basement like like luckily like my parents you can never really fully hear it we would jam like late at night during the day but it was it was okay we were in the basement tucked away and, and nice. we never got any complaints it was good that's awesome yeah yeah what was your band called we oh what was i've had a few band names there's like <coughs> some weird ones uh, i don't know if we were i think we were untitled at that point <laughs> burning daylight was one of the shitty names that we had you know nice, yeah we've nice. grown since then but, <laughs> but yeah so that was the earlier one and then when i started to actually get into it with the band um we we kind of got successful we we named it we're called we were called Meriday park which is okay, like cool. the area we lived in but we were really into like the emo punk scene pop nice. scene and uh just like Fall Out Boy, uh, Forever the Sickest Kids, Panic at the Disco, like early stuff. And nice. we just love that. But we were more, in Thunder Bay, it's more of like this interesting southern rock. Well, it was like a southern rock kind of metal scene. Oh, really? So when we first started out, we were doing heavy stuff. Like I was, I was like screaming. My buddy was not like screaming like metal, like or like screamo stuff. My one buddy who was playing bass was doing that stuff. But I was like giving her vocally. And we were getting some shows here and there, but we were meshing with the crowd that was already there. Right, right. So one day, me and my, my buddy um, at high school, his name's Kevin Enstrom, he plays guitar in Los Angeles right now. He's a, he's a guitar teacher over there. Oh, wow. That's where he ended up. Um, he was, I was just talking to him in our like gym class in high school, and I was like, man, why don't we change our style and make ourselves a little more poppier and more mainstream sounding? And so we tried that. We added a synth into our band, started doing a little more of these pop punk covers, and then it, we blew up because we were the only only band in the city that was playing pop, really. Right. So we opened up for Faber Drive at the time. Oh, when wow. they were big, And it blew us up. The, the, the show was crazy. And yeah. Quick question for yeah. you. Were you doing covers or originals? We were doing originals. Wow. So that was the other thing I skipped. In grade seven... I started writing on guitar. Okay. And that's where I Did you just get like a singer. random like, hey, maybe I'll try writing a song or like did someone like <sighs> suggest it to you? You know what? That's uh it's a good question. I actually don't really know. I just kind of I've always gravitated towards writing. I never like as a kid like I never really wrote into a journal. Like I I had something, but I would always like kind of write lyrically it was weird and so when I got to grade seven and I, I was like fully comfortable playing guitar I would always just like if I was feeling out of it or just like you know come home from school or something I would sit down and play and then I would just like I would always be keen to write my own stuff and cool. I found it like medicine and just kind of like a way to release stuff in a way you know but also just kind of 
observe and talk about uh, that's what I loved about it you know nice. so it just kind of started organically like that and then I fell in love with it and just like telling stories but I, I'm, I'm a different kind of writer where I like to talk about other people okay. and like kind of observe and I, I do have some personal writing but a lot of my songs are more kind of observational and interesting yeah that's, yeah that's a cool take because like and especially if you're consistent with exactly yeah, yeah it's more like we're kind of like with you yeah. watching yeah. versus yeah. like you're telling us. That's it. Because I think as a performer, sometimes you, and a songwriter, you need to, you definitely need to be selfish in your writing. But otherwise, like I always admired like a lot of writers who would just tell these stories. Like, you know, like Sam Roberts, like mm -hmm. just someone who would like talk about things going on in the world, not just about like I, I lost my girlfriend you know yeah, and like yeah. you know I think there's just like you have to have those songs like the breakup songs the, yeah. the found love kind of songs but it's so cool to have that diversity in your music mm -hmm. so that's one thing that I really honed in on when I was writing nice yeah so and that kind of took off so I, I started writing in grade 7 performed like an original tune with my buddy and then that's where I was like let's keep writing and so we we just started writing as a band okay so you guys were collaborating yeah. together okay. yeah it was cool because like when we started jamming as the band we were jamming in our buddy's house and he lived in the country in Thunder Bay. The country's like 20 minutes away, but it's like the country. I was going right? to say, I'm like, to me, all of Thunder Bay is the country. <laughs> is the country, I know. But these guys, the, the like one outside. guy, yeah, he lived on Town Line Road. Oh, okay, that's called, super, right? yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, this is The far. line of the town. Yeah, like and our like, parents were like, we're not dropping you off there. Right, that right, right. That's the problem, you know? So it's like, it's far. So it was good. We started driving ourselves. But um, yeah, so it was cool. At these jams, we would kind of play around on chords and organically kind of build the song together someone would have an idea we'd work on it i was always like making the melodies and then they everyone would come up with the beat or cool synth lines so it, they came apart like really naturally um and we wrote some good songs like that but the thing that just happened was yeah we got favorite drive we started taking off after that when stereos was big wow we got all these like little canadian pop bands that were moving through and then we got mariana's trench and that was so big. sorry though are you opening up like are you kind of like touring the rest of the country with these people to open up for them or like when they came to thunder bay then you thunder okay bay. and you would yeah. open for them when yeah so that was the one thing back then too uh like 10 years ago thunder bay is a city that when Canadian bands are touring, you have to travel through it. So either you yeah, stop. Yeah, everyone or, makes a stop totally, there. Everyone. Everyone I see from here, I'm like, I'm from Thunder Bay. They're like, oh yeah, I've uh, I've fueled up there before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's always the thing. I, like, I, I peed up there, there yeah, once. Yeah, <laughs> I peed on the corner there. You know, that's always the story. So like, if bands were stopping in, we were the opening slot because we were the only pop band. Right, right, So right. it started taking off in our city. And what were you named at that point when you were doing those gigs? What we were you... still Meriday Park. Okay. Yeah, okay. so we kept our name um, and we transitioned to more of a, like a pop punk band. Okay. And it worked. Like the name was like really kind of, uh, there was a lot of bands that were kind of taking similar vibes and we were borrowing from them, like All Time Low, all that kind of, mm -hmm. you know, the, those genres there. But yeah, so we uh, we did the Marianas Trench gig. We did a battle of the bands. We opened up for a Trooper, April Wine. So like some old, those okay, are old bands. Okay, I was like, bands. I don't even think I know. I only okay. know that from my parents. Okay, um, okay. But we won this thing and we got to play for them. So we got a lot of city awareness. You know, nice. 10 Second Epic, all these big shows um, of the time. So it was cool because I got a lot of performing experience with the band. And That's awesome. And it just allowed me to 
kind of get comfortable on stage and yeah. fall in love with it more. And you, know? you were on, on stage, you were singing and playing guitar? No, just with that band, uh, near the end of it, just singing. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was just singing with them, and that really allowed me to like open up as an artist and just kind of like get into the live show. Like, that was the thing. Yeah, nice. but it, it is really nice, like, because now doing my solo stuff, I have my band, but I miss having like that full band environment mm-hmm. it's really cool we're in it to, together yeah you know that's exactly it getting to turn you know and getting like oh yeah they're they're hyping the crowd as well you know so yeah that's what's really cool too but totally we're getting that with our live show now too we're getting all the guys kind of in it as well nice yeah. um real quick what's the population of thunder bay population's one hundred and ten thousand. okay so because so it's not like super it's small. not a small town no yeah because i know there's a university there and yeah, stuff like yeah. it's not i just it's like so a GTA people town. who don't know like yeah no that's reasonable it's not like ten thousand people exactly. it's just fucking far that's the only thing with it. <laughs> it's just far yeah, yeah yeah but no okay so that's like legit that's um and I know that's why bands stop there too. Yeah. And uh, no, that's like some serious like early success. Like totally. those were big bands yeah. like in the last ten years. Yeah, it really um, helped me that's get awesome. into music and like fall fall for it really, and just get the exposure we needed. You yeah, know, we were we were about to like keep pushing for it, and uh, we were gonna like go all in. But um, everyone started getting into schools, and that's kind of what happened. So like oh, like your peers? Because yeah, are you yeah. in high school at this point when you're opening for like Marianas Church yeah. and stuff? So okay. we were in high school. We were those kids in high school. It was so funny because like where I fit in with high school like I played sports too like I was on the football team and I I I had buddies there but we were always the kids that we'd be tired in class on a Thursday night because we just or on a Friday because we just played a Thursday night gig till like you know two in the morning or something like that so like and that's so cool that your parents are just like on board for it like I can't imagine like that would just not have flown in my house I don't think you know what they kind of had to be they got into it yeah they're doing it yeah yeah, right you know like my mom was like she was super supportive of it obviously like they were sketched out at certain places where we went, and but we were always going to shows, like seeing That's like awesome. Song Fire, Protest the Hero, all those bands. So the clubs, or not the clubs, the bars we'd go to, we'd be playing at them after. Right. And so that was yeah, a cool kind of so transition cool. to it. Yeah. So you were about to tell me, sorry, um, yeah, you're in high school, and then, yeah, so your friends started going to university, and I'm sure yes. most of them probably left. That was the thing. So a lot of the guys in the band, um, they were all talented players. Like, one thing that's really cool about Thunder Bay is, like, the music scene is great. It's strong there, and everyone's, like, super talented. But um, it uh, it depends how far you push with it. That's the thing. But so a lot of these guys, um, they were smart. So they were in school. Um, I was going to go into biology at LU, at oh, Lincoln wow. University. Yeah, and same with my one buddy. And then we're like, you know what, let's... <laughs> Let's go. Why into music. biology? Hold on. I, I love sciences. Like okay. I love sciences. I love chemistry. Biology was like something that I was super comfortable with, and I was gonna okay. like because I was gonna pursue sciences like a hundred percent. My dad's a physiotherapist, and oh. you know, and so like it was just like that was something I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, do music on the side, and then I kind of found a school here called Humber, Humber College, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. This sounds like the Berkeley of Canada. Like, it's like a dream school of mine. They talk about songwriting, advanced production, like, you know, different things that weren't just like a classical music program. But first... Yeah, exactly, because traditionally that's all that was really offered. And in universities, that's all that they offer. But in a college, it's much more like, hey, what do you actually want to... Exactly. Let's get down to it, you Mm -hmm. know? So, but... First though, me and my buddy like decided, uh, Kevin, we're like, let's let's do music. So we actually went into it. We went to Lakehead University for classical music. 
And I actually really learned how to sing there, which is oh, crazy. Wow. I had this old lady. Her name was Mary McGree, Mary McGee. Her daughter lived here, and she sang in the like Toronto, like the opera here. Oh wow! She's amazing. So she taught me how to sing. She was amazing, and like tried to get me to take my neck down, like because I was like a rock stage performer. Right, right. She's right. like. Oh, god you're the worst and like she taught me really like a classical foundation and i loved it but i wasn't too into classical classical music's beautiful yeah and it, i just knew it wasn't where i was going to be singing majority of the time you yeah. know i loved t taking it in so i had two years there my buddy kevin got into a school in los angeles for guitar called pepperdine nice really I big school heard of that. Yeah. they're really big and so he went off there i got into humber college i went here and uh, I was so happy I did because I also got into Sheridan too. Oh, I, what musical. music program in Sheridan? Yeah. I don't even think of they, like make that connection. Totally. So I got in there, but I, I ended up going to Humber, and it was the best Good decision ever. Good to say, yeah. Yeah, I, Is, uh, that, I yeah. feel like that. Was, sorry, Sheridan, but I feel like that's like a throwaway <laughs> program there I that know. they just like offer. I know like, that's you know. the thing. Like with Humber, I was like, man, these teachers are like playing shows like themselves out exactly, doing it, right? Exactly. I was like, I want that. Like that's full engagement. Yeah. So that was it. The band kind of like. Disband. Disbanded. <laughs> oh my god. For the you know, they did. But for the, for the best while. reasons. Yeah, like yeah, you hear exactly. all these reasons where like Disband. you know, the guitarist like slept with the drummer's girlfriend. Right. Like yeah, at least yeah. it was like, okay, you guys yeah. just like turned like you know you know, like graduated high school yeah, and then like just had to do your grew into it. Yeah, you know? into your thing. So that was okay. And everyone left on good terms. They were just evolving, you know? And when yeah. my one buddy um who plays who played bass in the band, AJ, he got into Humber too. So oh wow. He, so were you guys there together? So we were there together. Which Oh, super cool. cool so i was a year ahead of him and he was underneath me and yeah we it, what was nice was we got to play shows there because like you have to play they're called finals and okay. recording projects so you got to play like uh an hour set with 50 percent is original material oh so that's one thing that's really cool about the school it's not a regular school it's like two years jazz and then the next two years Oh, it was a four-year four program? It's a four-year honors degree, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, it used to be a bachelor's, and they actually were able to up it to an honors. So, like, that's one thing that I, I tell a lot of my, I teach to, I tell a lot of my students, it's a school to go to to audition for. It's really good. Yeah, Sweet. Humber. Oh, so you had to audition for Humber, I guess? Yeah. And so what was, like, did you have a major? Like, you said, I want to come here for music, and then, like, did you have, like, a specialty? Yeah, I had a, uh, I had a, I, I majored in vocal. So okay. I, I, I was, that's the thing. So see how vocal just kind of, like, took over as yeah. soon as it started? It became kind of my path. So, yeah, I auditioned for um, Humber for vocal. I didn't get in the first year, actually. Oh. I, I, I sent, uh... It, which is totally fair. Like now, looking back at the audition, you know, it was uh, mm -hmm. I didn't really know what jazz was, so right. that was one thing. Like I had to really do my research properly, mm -hmm. and that really got me into jazz. And I I love jazz, so I went there, and I took two years of jazz focus, and it I found some really amazing performers and just people I can vibe with, like um, Chet Baker, who uh, I know there's an artist today called Chet Faker you've heard of him no i haven't so he takes after the name chet baker who's like this cool just like sultry jazz dude who like would sound like a trumpet too he oh. had his voice was so like low but also could have these trumpet it's very cool i love jazz it's, it's so i will check out this person like kind of like language yeah chet definitely check out uh chet baker unreal stuff cool. but yeah so i got super influenced at humber um AJ was still there, which was great. So we got to play in our finals together and recording projects. And a lot, actually, a lot of the band I used were Thunder Bay guys. So now... What do you mean? Like, 
a lot of Thunder Bay people went to Humber. Oh, yeah, oh, and okay. got in. Yeah. Oh, and so did you like know a lot of people so when you got there? Or they at the school, we were considered like we had a crew. We were the Thunder Bay crew. Oh my yeah. god! So a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, how do you know? Uh, how do you know this guy? Oh, you live in Lemigas Thunder Bay?" And they're like, "Yeah." So there was like a little niche group of us. Interesting. So it was pretty cool. And, and I guess you guys all had to live there too, which is like not common yeah. for. Like, if you grew up in Toronto, you're not going to live at Humber. Exactly. That's exactly it. So I got a house with um, AJ and some of my other buddies who were in a band back home. They were just living here trying to make it as a band. So it was cool. I got, like, we were pretty close to school, but I got that full college, like, dorm house. Oh, nice. It was, it was a wild ride. It was good, though. But, yeah, they, awesome. it was cool because I got to see this band, these buddies that I lived with, trying to make it in Toronto. So as I was in school, so I was like taking in multiple bits of knowledge, seeing what they were doing, where they were playing, going to their shows. So I was learning kind of how the city worked, mu like with their music industry, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm curious. Too. I'm curious to actually know your opinion on this because yeah. I have my opinion as a music consumer. Yeah. But what, as a music player, what is your sort of opinion on? the way that the Toronto music scene is sort of like laid out and set up compared to like other cities or places that you played? Well, I um, I travel back and forth from here in Los Angeles because okay. my sister lives there. So right. it's easy to go there and I get to play shows there, which is awesome. Amazing. But I see the different kind of music networks and industries. Toronto really is fantastic. The cool thing about Toronto is there's this weird kind of like... It's small. It's kind of connected and kind of cute, really. Yeah. They have this like close knit group, but it's super underground and bumping. And one thing I really admire about Toronto is its live focus. LA has that production base kind of focus, and they also have a different kind of tone in a lot of their music that's presented. You know, but I find with Toronto, there's this different kind of live show caliber that happens and you get these cool venues like you just walk down Queen Street and there's people at these shows mm -hmm. randomly on a Tuesday night like I just went I'm giving a little shout out I just went to school night at the Drake last night fuck it was great it was like a Monday night school night and it was packed and nice. it was like I was like this is awesome like just youthful crews coming out to support this music um, of people they didn't even know you know so Amazing. it's reliable the Toronto okay. music scene's really reliable there is things about it that um, I think it could be even better, but uh, I really can't complain at all. It's a, it's a beautiful kind of scene to break into, but it is, it, it, it's dependent on where kind of, it really helps going to school with like musicians, mm -hmm. you know, because that's one thing. After I graduated Humber and wanted to start my solo stuff, I was like, shit, how am I going to get into these cl bars, clubs? Like, how am I going to do it independently? And, man, I've, like, only booked myself, like, about four or five shows. All the other shows, my, my friends or people I've connected to, I've been like, I'm playing a show, come play with me. I'm playing a show, oh. come play with me. Or, like, different kind of owners of bars, once you get in there, they're like, hey, do you want to play this night? The Rivoli's like, come play, we need a filler. So, like, they, they're really kind of down to earth like that, and yes. where you have a connection. You just gotta, you gotta do your shit. You gotta make sure when you play a show that you impress them, mm -hmm. and you know, and you, you gotta bring people out. I was gonna say, you have to also, that's so hard. Which is like, so hard, man. And it's like you're not a promoter, you are a musician. That's it, man. And I was <laughs> trying to plan a tour in November, and that was the biggest thing, because I was calling around the GTA areas, I was calling like, uh, Montreal too I was getting up there and I was getting responses like we only deal with promoter promoters and I was like Ugh. well 
I am a promoter technically because I'm trying to promote my own band, but I'm yeah. not. I'm an artist, but you know what I mean. So it's hard to fill those different shoes. But I found here, they're pretty willingly to like, just like, okay, yeah, let's have you for a night here. They can fit you in. And Toronto has open mics, which are crazy nice. You know, a lot、oh, of places okay, okay. do, but the open mics here I find are supportive. And like, you have the Painted Lady, where my buddy Graham Co. He has his own thing going on. I went to Humber with him, super talented vocalist. He's like, come out to the Painted Lady. I help there with their open mics. Came there. Met so many people and everyone was like really nice and engaged, you know, and supportive. So it's weird. Like usually music scenes are like cutthroat. And, yeah. You know, but and you find that more so in LA that it's more like that,、yeah. I guess. A、yeah. little bit. Um, I think people in LA, I think they're just like there's a lot of just scared and high demand and like high goals that everyone has to reach, you know.、Mm-hmm. So I feel like everyone's just like hair is up and just kind of like. Do I trust you? Or it's like hyper, like, hey, what's up? These are my channels. This is my YouTube.、Mm-hmm. This and I'm just like, oh, hey, hey, you know. <laughs> so it's like it's dynamic. It's one or the、okay. other. But I found Toronto to be pretty、um, down the line, which is pretty interesting. Good. Yeah. yeah, excellent.、Mm-hmm. I was curious on your opinion on、That's、that. Good, good question. Yeah.、Um, cool. So back to your story. Yeah.、Um, so you graduate. So you do a four-year program there, and、yes. you graduate Humber with what technically? So you get、um, an honors bachelor's of contemporary music degree. Okay.、Cool. Okay. And one thing that's really cool with them is, yeah, you do the first few years jazz, the second year is like, and that's、terrifying. their decision, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that's how they divide. I wonder why jazz. I guess maybe it's good foundation. Yeah, I think the thing with classical, because a lot of schools have a classical foundation, you're you're kind of tied to a genre, right? Almost and. Essentially, with jazz, there's this freeness to it, and the and thing is, bass, drums, yeah. And, and in music history class, there, you you don't just learn jazz; you start going into music throughout the era. Okay. So it was really cool. I got like this whole music spectrum, of like classical music. Went to Humber, learned about jazz my first years, and then they started going into Beatles. And I was in a Beatles ensemble at the school、mm. with、uh, her name's Sally Shar. She's the lead singer of the Monowales. If you ever heard of them, they're a big band in the city now too. And、uh, I got to like play with all these guys in an ensemble. We were led by this great guy named Denzel Sinclair, who's t- toured with like Di- Diana Krall, huge、oh, wow. jazz artist. And this guy is leading this ensemble in the most chillest way, you know. But we're doing all these Beatles tunes. That people never heard of, like the darker, more deeper. Yeah, yeah.、Students. So, just things like that. Where this is a jazz school, and we started getting to do pop. We learned about like Queen and their influence on the industry, and all these big bands. And one teacher that I had there that kind of like scared the shit out of me, but in the best way possible. His name's Rick Emmett, and I call him out all the time. But he's done a lot for people at that school when I was there. He was the lead singer in Triumph. So Triumph was Canadian's journey, Canada's oh, journey. Oh, oh,、okay. yeah, yeah. So they had a song called、uh, "Hold the Line." Okay. And、um, they they blew up. Yeah. And what、uh, era? Like what years? This is probably eighties. Okay. Yeah, eighties. So I learned this all from having him as a teacher. So he taught us music business, and it was great because、oh, he like、so、just drop f bombs like crazy, and he would tangent and go off. But the thing was like he would go off on more knowledge. Than the curriculum, yeah. Like, he would start talking about actual music business, like, yeah. He's like, don't sign your life ways. Like, make sure you watch out with royalties. Know who's getting your publishing, all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, like this is vital information, way more important than watching this slide.、Mm-hmm. So he'd be like, let me know, you know, if I start going off, but like, 
this is good shit. Like mm-hmm. you would just say. And well, so, it's real stuff that actually happens oh, and probably yeah. you'll face. Yeah, 100%. Like for those, that was the thing. You could see the people who are actually wanting to do this and get into the business side of it because you have to, taking notes and being like, well, this guy's like spouting wisdom right now. And then the cool thing, I liked him so much as a music teacher, music business teacher, I took him for songwriting. He taught songwriting. That was like, that blew my mind with songwriting because he was just, we would sit in a circle and Humber has a beautiful studio. They, they invested in like a great studio for recording. So we would sit in the studio part in a circle and we would go there and he'd be like, okay, here's a song I wrote. He would play it. It's beautiful. It's so good. Um, super classic sounding. He's like, okay, let's hear yours. And we'd go around in a circle. Everyone would play their song. That's so fun. You know? And he'd be like, don't do that. Why don't you try something different here? Any other opinions? And it was so cool. It was literally a songwriting workshop. That's awesome. And I was like, I'm fucking going to school. School, yeah. yeah, And I was like, this is so weird. So it was cool, though. I learned so much of do's and don'ts and, like, just, like, focusing on triples. Like, you know, having things, a lot of songs have, like, repetitive melodies. And that's what I loved about it, too. He still had... This, it wasn't jazz, it was like pop influence that was like experience, you know, nice. experience rock pop. And so that was cool. That got me into, with his writing, but he he respected all styles. There's people coming in with jazz tunes, people coming in with metal tunes, like, you know? Yeah. So I think that's what made me fall in love with the school is the diversity of genre. Because mm-hmm. I've always been against genre. Yeah. Genre is... It, genre just is a class a class system that humans created, created to yeah. help you understand music, right? Yeah. Really, genre should be about time periods, I think. More of eras. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I actually would agree with you there. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing because, like, it's great to compartmentalize it, but I've always been, like, a pop guy, and pop doesn't have a genre. Pop is its own genre, mm-hmm. but pop moves, right? Well, and there's, like, a bajillion sub-genres, exactly. and, like, yeah. then moods, yep. and, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you just go, like, that's why I, I can't stand, like, I'm a huge hip-hop fan, and people are like, who are your top five favorite rappers? Like, what? I just like the genre. Like, what, I like are, what's your favorite what? food? One dish. Yeah, like, What's your right? favorite movie? That's 100%. Like, that's, like I want to slap people that ask me that. Like, oh, man. Like, I can maybe give you, like, if you give me, like, like, you know, of the 2010s yeah. or the, tw- the 2000s yeah. in, from New York. Like, yes. okay, then I, I now I can give you a couple of answers. Yeah. But, like, yeah. l- lyricist or, you know, just overall rapper or, like, you know, banger versus, like, I don't, totally. like, you know what I mean? Like, you the need to give me a little on. bit more than yeah. just, like, we were very, like, yeah. I hate that. I saw that question on Twitter the other day. I wanted to, like, report it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, one interview, one, one interview asked me what my favorite song was. Oh, my God. I was, like, like today or ever like that person should not be conducting an interview i I know yeah today i was like what's your favorite song seriously like i asked her she was like well uh who's your favorite family member like i don't know exactly i'm like come on man that's so hard yeah or like exactly that's a good like what was your favorite song of like you know 2019 yeah that's like a more appropriate question or like you know so Oh, yeah. but yeah so that's uh, that's good yeah. so you learned like so yeah it was great because there was just like everyone was doing everything you know mm-hmm. and in these finals it was cool because I um, I wasn't super as much of a jazz guy I had this rock kind of higher kind of set tone you know so um, I got to sing a lot of different stuff so people would get they ask you to perform in their finals they're like hey I want to do this Phoenix tune can you sing it? I'm like, fuck yeah, sure. Okay, sure, yeah. You know, things like that, or like I got to do some Toto Africa. Like, you know, oh, wow. it's gonna take a lot. To- yeah, so I had to go sing that on stage. So it was great. I got this experience in so many genres um, that it kind of really helped me 
know that I want to write and create my own music with mm-hmm. it, you know? So Humber really crafted me into the artist that, like, I got to be today or get to be today. But it also, and this is so cliche, but this is the kicker with music schools. Like, that diploma doesn't really mean much, you know? No, yeah. It does, but, like... It's more about... Not to, like, a bar that's going to book you for a gig. Exactly. And they're just like, oh, I don't care if you're a music artist, but you know this person, you trained with this person, or, like, oh, you play with this guy, I know them. Or, like, that's the thing. Like, I was able to finish Humber, acquire these dope players who were, like, like Michael Murray, who's a guitar player, who's from Thunder Bay, who his brother, classically, his brother is Matt Murray, um, the goalie for the Penguins. Oh okay. uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Thunder Bay. Also has like a lot of talent coming out of Thunder Bay. Holy music. shit! <laughs> that's like you know, Thunder Bay has its yeah. Little, we come out of the woodwork. Yeah, seriously. But so I met him, and uh, I the funny thing is I didn't even meet him in Thunder Bay. I met him here. At oh Humber, no right? way! So we started jamming, and I was like, man, you got to play. And he's like a metal shredder. And I was oh, like, I wow. want you with my stuff, and that was cool. Like I got to meet all these different guys who we started playing together. And making this little super group for my own stuff. Yeah, so, okay, I want to get there. So, first of all, when did you graduate from? I graduated 2014. Okay, so, yeah. like, sort of recently, or I yeah. guess six years ago now. Holy shit, it's I weird. still feel like it's like, oh, it's like two years ago. I know, I said, I'm like, oh, I just graduated. I'm like, oh, no, shit, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, my God. 2014. Um, yeah. So, you were there 10 to 14? Um, so, that, the one thing is, I went to LU for two years. Oh, so that's right. You they did that. transferred one credit. They transferred one year over. Um, They combined those to equal one there. So I only had to do Humber for three. It was a compressed three. Okay, perfect. Okay. So I was there from 2011. 11 to 14. Okay. And then as soon as you graduate, are you like, okay, now what? Or did you have sort of a bit of an idea of what you wanted to do? No, I totally had a what the fuck am I going to do moment. Okay. I was like, I thought you were going to say you knew. Oh, no. Wow, you're like the only person I've ever met. No, I got it together. (laughs) Yeah, no. I like had a whole like quarter life crisis. (laughs) Like the classic thing. Like I finished. And I was like, I'm going to live here. I used to go back in the summer. Go back home right, to Thunder Bay. Right, right. And I was like, no, I graduated. I'm staying here in the summer. Yeah, man, that was the hardest summer for me because I wasn't away from my friends, my family. My friends hadn't all moved to the city. Now all my friends live here um, pretty much. But uh, I, was, I was staying. I'm like, I'm going to make my own music. I started this little group um, that was like an acoustic kind of Mumford & Sons thing before I did my original stuff with my buddy Graham. And it was cool, we were called Brother Brother, and we started doing these, we were prepping for these gigs, but we were doing covers, and I really wanted to do originals. I was like, we should write, we should write, and... Were you doing covers because that's what was being requested of you? Kind of, it was like, how do we get into, how do we get into these um, kind of venues here? And Mm -hmm. my buddy was like, we gotta do covers to get in, to get people to know us, and he was right, but, we ended up practicing so much for these covers. Like, we were planning, like, three-hour sets, man. Oh, wow. And we never even got to, like, really invest in the gigs. Like, because we were prepping so hard for these covers, we didn't even get to do too many gigs. Mm-hmm. By the time we got gigs, I was like, man, we need to do original stuff. So he started doing his own kind of thing, and I, I still play, like, um, acoustic, like, per- auxiliary percussion, which is, like, shaker and stuff and backup vocals. <gasps> I play the shaker sometimes. No way, my, really? My family, hey, we do, like, these, like, basic, like, jam sessions yeah. when we get together. Yeah. Because my brother is, like, a really good musician, but, oh, like, shit. I'll literally grab the, the salt shaker off of the table Dead. of where we just ate and, like, just jump on bars. Like, <laughs> That's it's so, amazing. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, it's I great. can play the shaker. The shaker, it's, it's the rhythm stuff. You gotta focus on it. Yeah, I know, no. 
Yeah, that's how much awesome. salt is in the thing? That right? makes a difference. Yeah, you're running low. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, man, that's so funny. So, yeah, he, uh, he did his own thing, and I love it. I get to perform with him, but that's where I started doing my solo stuff. Okay. And, it, and sorry, are you, you're like living and are you like working here like part time as well? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, after Humber, I started teaching music. Okay. Yeah. And so where, I, where, like at a school? I got into a school in Port Credit um, oh, okay. called T Rocks Music. And okay. So that was my first kind of intro to teaching here. I, uh, I like wasn't really into it at first and then oh man just like teaching the kids like the ones who actually are really into it mm-hmm. they don't even have to be good where they're just like they care so but much about drive, it yeah. yeah I'm like I'm all for this yeah nice. so then I got like addicted to that and uh, I would just be teaching more I got into a new academy in Mississauga Fine Arts and they're great oh, nice. um, I teach there but now I teach out of uh, they're called Canada Music Academy okay so nice. yeah so I teach through them they do private lessons and it's great I actually teach songwriting uh, like I teach piano vocal guitar but also songwriting and uh, DJ courses through oh them. wow so it's really cool they offer this huge diverse thing where you don't get that at a lot of music schools yeah you know? so that's what I do as my like full-time I also am a voice actor too Me yeah too. I get out voice of it acting. Of course, yeah that's you so have funny to. oh yeah that's well, amazing I did not know that yeah, yeah. where like like do you like through an agent or yeah, like yeah. oh my god I'm that's so ETM funny and the talent management amazing and they're great to me they're so cool yeah. do you mostly um do I have to ask you about this now yeah, do you mostly do that. like commercial or do you just do anything I'll, I'll do anything Um, I I tend to, um, I kind of started working with, uh, so I got a days in placement two years ago or a year ago and uh, I had to record at this studio called Eggplant. Okay. Yeah. So Eggplant, um, I go there and I met some of the dudes there and they're great guys and they, um, they're like, yeah, you do music, you have your own stuff. So I was like, yeah, I sent them some of my stuff and they are helping me out with some sync placements as well. So just getting it on movies and TV. But then one guy was like, Sam, do you ever want to come in and sing jingles? And, you know, ever since I've been a kid, that's been the dream. Like, oh, just, really? Like, I, I, I always wanted to perform it as a side thing. I was like, I want to sing those jingles J- on yeah, like a Saturday yeah. morning cartoon. Like, I want to like rock out to those. So I get to do that now, which is really cool. Like, Amazing. Like some, all these like international shows. Not everything I land, right? I yeah, just go yeah. there and just do some auditions, but I'm getting to sing these like, like I was like, oh yeah, just a kid jingle. No, they want like this Bruno Mars funk vocal oh, wow. over top of this like boop, 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 like slappy bass jingle. I'm like, this is like really intricate. Yeah. So it's cool. I get to do that. Now I've like have a little thing with them um, and they're really good. And so I get to uh, go in and sing. Like I just did... Um, what this jingle for this like an Italian um, animated kids show like wow. you know random stuff like that and uh, so I love that and then there's the other side of things like I got to go in and there's like a, a little toy company called Bakugan or something and I got to go in and do like the vocal for that right so right, super right. animated super cool but uh, nice. that's like the the like epitome of like coming to Toronto getting yeah. that day job you know like yeah. that's something I, I can't do back home yeah exactly yeah, and I exactly. tell people they're just like I don't understand yeah like, they're like know? what is that what yeah. do you do it's like yeah. so like press this button on this toy yeah yeah my voice. <laughs> that's my voice yeah what do you do I'm gonna yeah. flip oh my it. god so cool. okay I hate like talking about myself in this podcast yeah. about you but I'll be really quick yeah, so no, um 
I recently did an animated series called Yuki versus Panda. Okay. Shout out to them. Nice. Um, so I did a character on that. So basically, it was a, um, a successful uh, comic book uh, series. Amazing. Uh, they did really big things at like all the comic cons. They kind of like d- toured around like the different comic cons, different cities, and like the fans just really it. wanted a digital series Unreal. or or like you know like a, you know a television series or whatever it was. So they did one. Wow. And uh, we just recorded uh, in January. Uh, here in Toronto, the the guys who wrote and created it are all from Toronto. Whoa, um, wicked! Yeah, so that was so much fun. So it's it's basically about I would say the demo. I, I could be admit it, like not don't quote me here, but yeah. I think the demo is like a, maybe like a fifteen sixteen to like. 21 ish. Nice. It's like yeah. about, um, oh, so stories. It's older. Yeah, like they're swearing in it oh, and stuff. Wicked. Like, I was like pleased to see that. I think yeah. everyone on this podcast knows that, like, we like to swear here. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, it's I'm just very pleased. With this yeah, story. well, it's just like <laughs> it's so, so authentic. Like, especially some of yeah. my lines, like, needed a fuck. Like, yeah. I, and like, I would Sometimes say them, you need, so, you need to like, put it in. Yeah. 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 And I was so happy to see it because I'm like, this is, pro- it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is properly placed. And if it wasn't here, I would ask if I could put it in. It was just like, those, it called for one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially the delivery that they wanted. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. So, it's older, and uh, it's about, like, this um, girl uh, who's, like, graduating from high school, and it's, like, sort of trials and tribulations of high school, but then there's also this, like, panda that's out to get her, and she's, like, this, um, you know, adventurer yeah. girl. Like, it's a really cool. I, I haven't read the comics, but that I'm really excited sick, to, like, though. watch it. Uh, Good yeah, for you. Thanks. Yeah. And then I've done um, commercials, mm-hmm. and I actually do... Um, uh, voiceover so this is kind of like strange um have you ever watched like a real estate um yes. like a listing video yes. and it's just like generic music in yep. the background with a thing so i actually voice um for like specific clients they'll they want like a voiceover so it's more so kind of just like describing what you're seeing yeah but in a better way like you don't have to like be gl- eyes like glued to the thing is. Like, yeah <laughs> like i, I kind of do it more from like a let's discover this house together perspective so cool. with the viewer so it's like oh shit you know this like room is is you know open and beautiful Beautiful and has like upgraded countertops and yeah, like yeah, yeah. says this. Yeah. Like it's sort of like my take like on like Yeah, like, so I do like a lot of that stuff. Um really everything, but I'm really trying to get more into like the animated series yeah, type like of thing. For that. Yeah, Thanks. It's just fun. Yeah, and like it's just fun, man. It's good. But we'll talk more difficult. after this podcast Definitely. for sure, because I want to tell you some like more things about Please, that. But I don't so want to cool. talk too much about what I'm yeah, yeah. to. Um, but, uh, that's, that's awesome. so cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So, cause like not a lot of, like, no, yeah, that's why I'm like, like oh, what? Shit, a little voice acting. I know. Yeah. Yeah, really I love cool. it. Um, cool. Okay. So, yeah. um, so I want to get to, yeah. What's, so you, so you're putting together like that group, whatever. And then like, now you are this solo act, but tell me about like getting to yeah. that sort of place yeah. and like what happened and all that. So it took a lot, um, to, yeah, so I had that really rough summer of just like yeah, and that was the first you know, one away from yeah, because like a lot of my friends that I lived with, um, I always had roommates, and they would just go back home. Fair right, enough, right. right? To Thunder Bay, I lived always with Thunder Bay people, yeah, which was yeah. so funny and lucky. But, Very uh, lucky because yeah. that's like such that when you're going through those oh, like man. hard times, it's like at least you have like have home around you, like you know, exactly. totally. So that was it. They all went home. I was home alone, and I would just. Now hearing this out loud, it is very cliche. I started writing and uh, I wrote this first song on piano. And that's the thing, like I wasn't always a piano player um, and I was scared to do it, but I bought this synth. But you had when you were six, right? Yes. So you had a little I bit of... Like, I had a little bit, you know? <laughs> and I took just minor, some classical piano at LU. Oh, okay, perfect. But like very minor. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I, I had a synth. I bought a synth and I was like, I'm going to write some songs. 
I wrote this one song, which is on my first album. It's called Echo, and it's like this slow song. Um, it's very repetitive, but it led on to everything. So I showed my one buddy this song, Greg Smith, who is a producer in my band now. He plays synth with me, but I showed him it. He's when you say that he plays synth, what exactly are you referring to? So he runs my backtracks. <laughs> he runs my backtracks and um, samples, but he has his whole setup up there. He's playing synth, like he's actually playing chords with me, doing okay. some moving, like sub bass sounds and everything on stage with me. Um, but he produces the music with me behind the scenes. I usually okay. work with multiple producers, um, but he's like my main guy. Nice. And so I showed him this song, and he's like, "Sam, like let me, let me produce around this." And this is the first time I ever had a track I wrote brought to a producer. Okay. And we worked and it's just your voice and the piano that's it okay but we added so much more to it but nice. i gave him that demo of just my voice and the piano and he's like let's do this so that's where it started he kind of i got excited i was like this gave me something to focus on and pursue while i was still trying to get my side jobs and everything and i was like i'm gonna make an album and that kind of led me into many different things that started uh, I started just writing and finishing these songs and uh, I came up with Daydream this album that I came up with in 2016 two years after I graduated um, and it's like essentially this compilation of just many different songs I wrote um, from the ground up that I've kind of picked these producers to work on and built and it's really cool because like a lot of those songs on that album like I, I I ended up writing this one tune that was like the big one for me from that album called Sunset Love. And so this song, definitely take a listen to this one. It's so summery um, and nice. it's so cool how it came out. It was like when the tropical music phase was going in with everything, oh, right? Wow. And I wanted to create this like tropical paradise of a tune. Um, and Greg helped me with it. We came up with this like cool guitar line that just sounds like you're on the beach and it's nice. really sick. So that kind of shaped the sonics of the whole album. And then I, I have a song called On Fire, with I produced with my one roommate who I'm still with. He's my cousin. His name's Matt Miggs. And he, oh, he's your actual cousin? He's my actual cousin. Oh, no way. Yeah, From so Thunder Bay as well. From Thunder oh Bay as well. So like, it That's does, awesome. like, literally, it's in the family. You know? Totally. Right? So that was great. I lived with him and some of my other buddies at the time. And <coughs> he, he had this cool guitar lick. And I remember hearing it, it was like super like 90s electric guitar. I'm like, this has to be a song. We need to put a trap beat on that and make this like a dope tune. Mm. So this came up with, that was the one thing. Uh, this album was really cool because it was like, I wanted it to be like a smorgasbord of right. styles. Because I didn't know where I was going with my solo career. Like, mm -hmm. right, first starting off, I'm like, what do I do what I did with the Meredith Park band? Yeah. Do I do like this, my idol is Justin Timberlake. I love oh him. my God. He's the man, you know? I Have you heard his new track with Meek Mill? Yes, I have. I've, I've literally believe. listened to yeah. it. Just I, it finishes and it just I repeat yeah. it again yeah. and I repeat it again. No, it's I'm so, so good. Obsessed. He starts to sing and I'm like da, 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 da. I was like that's it. But then when he goes face on the ground, yeah, I was like oh shit, that's, that's JT, JT. Right? yeah, absolutely. So I was literally just talking about him at this school night show with one other dude um, because he was saying he's like you know Justin Timberlake's like actually one of the only artists that has come from a child star to an adult in the industry and hasn't had a scandal like yeah. really like you know yeah. besides the janet jackson thing the dude's done well and yeah. I, and i was saying it i was like dude that's why i admire him because it's not about any other thing yeah it's just about his He's music, in it for the music right yeah. and you see that and there is other artists who've done that 
but fuck, it's hard apparently. Yeah. You know, you know, and that, and I get why it would be so hard, but uh, that's another reason why I admire what he does. Yeah, and it's so interesting that you said him too because I feel like he, like him with Timberland, like yeah. that duo cool. is such a. Yeah. Ma- like, you're like, whoa, these yeah. two human beings like needed to meet and totally. like need like they have like I feel like Justin's got like a half the puzzle piece and then like he's got the other half 100%. and it was like you know what I mean yeah. and, and together they have like all of the same like education that you have yeah. or expertise yes. kind of yeah so it's like it's sounding like all, he has like so much jazz in him yep. and stuff like yep. I don't know it's such a cool I love them together that's it, like future sex love sounds was yes like just one of the most just sexiest coolest albums you know so just fucking so cool, cool. Yeah. like just such a good vibe and he's working with him again eh? oh shit. thank god like thank god because like i liked his recent stuff but like i'm not a huge country guy and yeah. i appreciate all types of music country i'm still working into it yeah but uh his most recent man of the woods one was like pretty country hip-hop which yeah. is very interesting you yeah know? so um I'm i do have a couple for... of tracks off that saved but i Same. i know what you mean it was a different, it was different. It, especially if you grew up listening to him like yeah. we wouldn't weren't expecting that i don't yeah, think exactly and i like one thing though that i do admire and this is how i like to be too is you got to think of music as like you got to be inventive right mm-hmm. at his age or, and where they are, like those artists who can do no wrong, fucking go for it. Yeah. Invent. Try fusing yeah. genres. He can't lose at this or, point. Yeah, so, yeah. You know what? Your fans are going to listen to me, like a Lady Gaga, like a mm-hmm. Beyonce. Like your fans are going to listen to whatever you put out, which is great. But they're thankfully, they're still putting out good shit. Yeah. But like experiment because you have that platform. Mm-hmm. When you're starting out, like, like even the next stages too, when you're starting there, you have to mend with the stream of music, right? Mm-hmm. You have to blend or else you'll stand out too much and uh, labels will be like, you're not going to be able to be sold Mm because you're so weird. Or you have to pull a Lil Nas X and do something so out of this world, but um, like people love it that like, it doesn't fucking matter that you're dictating. You have like the Billie Eilish's where Mm -hmm. you created your own thing. Right, mm-hmm. that's so hard to do. Yeah, like she is somehow a crooner hip hop artist, like a yeah. crooner pop hip artist. It's is that so what she's fun. officially called? Like the people are trying thing, to like box her. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> I know people are trying to corner in. I I always say because uh, uh, with Billie Eilish, Elton John called her out and was like, "You're the next big thing." A long mm. time ago, Elton John's like something special about this girl, and because my students are like, "I want to sing Billie Eilish. I want to sing Billie Eilish," and I was like, "Well, she's not really." sing you know she whispers like whisper, yeah but then like i started learning about her more and she's a crooner man in a so what way. exactly is that a like, crooner de- is like a jazz artist okay or like like a michael buble like a frank sinatra those are the og crooners right like okay. you get that uh, like that little yeah, yeah, vibrato yeah. but it's like it's like you should be I smoking think of a Christmas cigarette music or, or like, yeah you know like, you get the snow in the yeah, city like that at light night. tone that's warm and it, it's not in your face it's yes. more of like a soothing sound right that's a crooner okay. aspects of it could be wrong fully but like uh, she has a lot of those kind of tones mm-hmm. that you know pull from that and this is all like this is the one thing I love just talking about music because like Especially the pop world, it's mm-hmm. ever changing. Like, look, you have like fucking little Nas X mm-hmm. doing country hip hop, yeah, out of nowhere with yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. You have Billy Eilish doing this opposite, but still like that low end bass sound. Um, 
I'm, I'm jetting to another thing, but I, I love this because this is one thing that I love working with kids because I get an insight on their, like, what's big on TikTok, what's, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. it's, it's good for me. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, Post Malone. So one thing they said to me, this thing killed me. Post Malone performed at, uh, was it the Grammys or the American Music Awards? Something. Okay? I think both. Yeah, probably both. And he did a song with um, Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Oh yeah, and it's so fucking good. It's so I fucking love good. that song. I know, I, I and that song it. stays in it stayed in my head for like so long. That was it's another great. repeat for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, so I heard that song. Um, I heard it on his album, but I saw Ozzy. Ozzy's like trying to do it, you know, trying to get in it. Yeah. But man, it. And how old the, is he now? Like seventy five. Right. Like he's and gotta be. you know Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. But I have these students who are like, they come and they're like, man, it's so great, Post Malone giving this platform for these new artists. Fuck off. I'm like, you fucking Don't you just want to I know. I was like, you know how much money Post Malone paid to get Ozzy over that song? I, was I like, know. And I'm like, you see Ozzy like trying to dance in the background. I'm like, this guy has had two careers more than him, like you know? three, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's so funny. But you get to see like, I have students who don't even know who the Black Eyed Peas are. I know. Like, yeah. Which insanity. I get it. Like, you know, they're like, Ooh. I cannot accept it yet though. Cause it's like, no, like even, and maybe we came from like, more like I know obviously your family like my family my brother's really talented um my dad can't play and his joke is like I can play my iPod like That's he's hilarious. like but yeah. he's so musical so I grew yeah. up like I knew all the big people way before my time so like to me like it's funny like I grew up in a thing where like it's no excuse for me not to know Elvis it's no excuse for me not yes. to know these other people like yes. it's not I wasn't around for yeah. his era but exactly. like same so like, like when I know. hear these kids don't know like those you know I'm like what like, like anything I'm- like one girl was like I don't listen to anything <laughs> this is my favorite I don't listen to anything after or before 2009 oh go I was like what yourself. Oh, like, not even 2010 like you're not even around to it like a uh, decade honest to god right? she's like no 2009 i was like okay well yeah they were 2007 i was like you fucking missed you, them yeah you know? oh i was like do you know paramore like all these little things she's like nope too late oh like, my yeah. god so i deal with the kids are so funny like i deal with so many same with um just on that thing i heard the same thing remember um asap rocky did a song with uh and i'm blanking on his name now like which is embarrassing for me but um it was like i think it was like neil young or like one of these like literal legends yeah yeah like um, a classic yeah. like yeah and like it was the same thing they're like wow like this guy's voice is like so different and cool and it's like no 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 it's just legendary it's, yeah and, like, like you know it's like you haven't heard this yeah, yeah. But anyway that's my favorite when they do it with like older artists and there's the kids don't know like yeah. that happened too one time at the grammys when <laughs> they bought they brought up paul mccartney i remember he played with foster the people great combo oh interesting yeah. yeah but people were going crazy on twitter they're like who the fuck is this oh, guy I remember that. Yeah, singing with foster the people and they're like and he you were like good, get off of like, twitter yeah. you, pe- you like, like yeah you idiot i'm like this is one of the beatles like you just don't say that like yeah. you know like it's like do some research type in paul mccartney once well, yeah like just you see what happened yeah. yeah and if you can't yeah. find anything then yeah. like okay then fine. fine yeah exactly you know so. same with um uh missy elliott did her like 20 oh, year yeah at the grams it wasn't this year it was last year yes people were like who is this Missy, new Missy Elliott <laughs> yeah. chick blew up overnight and I was yeah. like I need to get off Twitter before I start like really I rage yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's so true man I just like I have a short temper for that I'm yeah. like do some research you know exactly but I do have some wicked students where like I, I always admire their parents because I go to them after I was mm-hmm. like you're daughter just came in and wanted to sing abba and i love you for yeah it's you know like, like know. it's like yeah or like this one chick she chick she's like eight she would come in <laughs> yeah this one chick this one and she's like comes in she's like she's like uh 
I want to sing this, like, oh, what was it? She was wanting to sing, like, Cranberries tunes, like, old 70s. I was like, where the fuck do you hear this? She's like, oh, I listen to my dad's, like, convertible. I was like, I gotta talk to your dad. This yeah. Is yeah, so uh, there is hope, you know? There is, there I know. Is and it there sounds like, I feel like it does sound a little bit condescending, but, like, yeah, I feel I know, like, I know. but, like, I don't know, like, culturally, like, just the same way that, like, it's up to, like, our, I was like, our elders, quote-unquote, yeah. yeah. she's about, like, history and, like, you know, things that came before us. Like, yeah. I think music should absolutely be a Totally. It, like a part of part that of your knowledge you and know? like yeah. i don't know it's just like so just the, the, the impact like you know the it's funny it was so weird i was thinking earlier today because like i do credit my dad we always had music playing at all times growing up in our household Amazing. and he had like from rolling stones to, like jimmy hendrix to aretha franklin oh, to like the so beatles good. like everybody like yeah. such a wide range of of people um and he would randomly be like, you know, do you know who this is? Knowing that I don't. That you didn't. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, who is that? You know, it's Jimi Hendrix. He's the first, like, left-handed, like, and a little fact about, and I'm like, Get oh, out of cool. Here. And, like, he was, like, he's such, like, a fact, like, encyclopedia. We call him, like, a living encyclopedia. That's amazing. But, like, over time, slowly, like, he would, you know, tell me about these little things about music and, like, how it's really, like, you can really do the math later of how it, it um, impacts like our world and our life and the life that I'm living now like exactly. what like how the, the music that came before me like you know shaped what we're so I just think it's so important 100%, so like yeah um anyway so like I do appreciate when you're like yeah. oh you know I do appreciate exactly parents that like yeah. are teaching their kids they're, they're like, ingraining just, it you know yeah because it, it is true because uh it's such a it music is such an opinion right it's mm -hmm. such an in if you look back to the eras you get that political that opinion yes. take right like even just something so little as like trump in the states mm -hmm. hip-hop and rap yes. got really aggressive um last year alone mm -hmm. really about and even rock everything and they were just like talking about him and for the for the states for the first time in a while they were politically driven through music yeah right like look at kendrick lamar and all these yes. who like honed in on that which is very interesting so you see music obviously it's pop culture right so mm -hmm. it, it hones in on what that era is so i think it is important to talk about mm -hmm. music of the times because like especially when you're talking about Jimi hendrix because there's yeah. other things that they stood for exactly you know or you talk about queen i do love these biopics coming out that's so i fucking live for that's these when i see yeah. a new one out it's yeah. sometimes not even an artist i'm very like totally into like yeah. I, I watch taylor swift's i i've not was that i haven't seen that you know it's interesting i learned i yeah. grew a new respect for her um i just love music and yeah. i love like just i love them yeah so and i'm really like like i wouldn't say call myself a taylor swift fan yeah i do like the one-off of her music but i don't even know if i have a single song of her saved on my spotify like if it comes on i'm not like oh i hate this but yeah. like she's just not an artist that i've really like gravitated towards yeah. too much mm -hmm. um it's not really especially like your or my demographic really her demographic yeah like a little younger, a little younger yeah because she's know? i think like like how old are, are you 89 or i'm 91 oh you're 91 yeah. okay i'm she, 90 she's 89 she's 89 yeah yeah, yeah. so so she's basically she's our age though exactly yeah, so you know. but i still you know i've learned um just i you you learn i love yeah. to learn and i love to see where these people were inspired that's why i do this podcast yeah i'm like why are you doing this today? yeah exactly. i want to know why you were inspired yeah, you know the full groundwork yeah. yeah um but okay yeah so tell me like so present day so you're teaching and yeah. you're are you like actively like um and okay actually tell me what sam lewis music yeah. is yeah okay so that's what happened so i put on my first album and everything kind of went from there i had an album release party here and there's the first time i did a show in this city 
That was a big a thing. A solo show. A solo show. Okay. Right? So I was terrified. Because yeah. performing solo, like I was saying, so different than having your band being there with, with you in you. this. My band was up there, but it was my show, right? Mm-hmm. It's And even how they viewed it, too, it's like, this is your music, your stuff, which I love, but also, like, man, I, I want to be in the band, you know? Yeah. I want this, you guys giving her with me, which is now what we got now, which is great. That's but the cool. first few stuff, it was, t- it was really scary. I had to learn all over again how to be a front man mm. by myself really and you, you were know? just singing right yeah not just but no, like but yeah just singing like, with this yeah no piano no no piano or vocal or guitar um i did like a few acoustic acoustic stuff okay. but i still kept it just me like going crazy on stage and maybe and how many some songs shaker stuff um i did for that show we did like almost an hour set oh wow. yeah so i wrote like about 10 tunes i took time oh for like God. two years built these songs that were the foundation of stuff and uh, one thing that was interesting, too, was these tunes were all, like, produced. So yeah. it was tough to... Not tough, but it was work to put it to a band setting, right? right? Um, it's interesting. I kind of flopped around with styles. So I had that. And then after I finished that, we were playing that around the city. Crave You, one of my songs, was featured in a movie with... Uh, yeah, so it what? was pretty cool. I got contact. I, I would submit for, like, sync licensing stuff. And uh, I submitted to this one movie called It Happened, or I know it happened last night, or it happened last night, something. Yeah, what happened <laughs> last it. night. What yeah, happened that's last it, night. That's okay. It. okay, so this B-side kind of American Pie type movie with Amber Rose, who's like Kanye oh, okay. West's ex or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. She's I, the big one. She's known for. That's and it, and also, um, yeah. what's his face is Baby Mama. Um, that's it. From uh, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh my God. I'm blanking on everyone's name today. I know. I can't even remember. Um, I can see his face. But that's totally it. So she was big. Black and and yellow. Black and yellow. Oh, my Uh, God. It's going to bother me so much. uh, this is like so. Oh my god! Something. I can't believe I can't. Wiz Khalifa. Yes, yes, Wiz Khalifa. Jesus go. Christ! And go. I'm like the biggest Marvel fan ever. I can't yeah. believe I forgot that. Okay. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa. So that was the whole thing. That was the thing with the movie. But it ended up being really cool. They used it in a sex scene in the movie, and I got to fly to New York, oh, nice. Long Island, and be there for the premiere. Amazing. Which was really dope. And she was there, and it was it was so funny because I was meeting all the other artists who were in the song too, and we were sitting together. And one of the guys was like, "This is my song," and he's like. You can barely hear it. I was like, that's it. I was like, you get the money. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. And, and, the, was, and the IMDb credit. Right? right? And the IMDb <laughs> credit. Yeah, that's why some of my students are like, you're on IMDb. I was like, because I did a, a B side movie. Yeah, that's yeah. it, you know? Take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the sex scene came on, and I was like, that's my song. So, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh man. So, that was a really cool experience. So, we had some good success, just like little tunes from that album that did well. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones on there. Echo, which was the original tune, ended up winning me like a best vocalist kind of uh, track from nice. uh, on online one of these other sites. So there's some good stuff that pulled from it. Have you had any like Juno buzz at all? Nothing really with Juno buzz. Yeah. Do you have to like get their attention, or do they like? So how does that work? That's like my next kind of step with stuff. I um, you you got to really work with the right people. Mm. Um, in the sense of like, they the Junos kind of have certain pools that they pull from but also like working with a producer on a whole album like one producer who's like in that scene will help you and also get your stuff to that caliber that's my next step is that a better thing because i feel like like you can you can hear it when it's been one producer i think on projects versus multiple but like i don't know i like 
both and like I'm just using Drake as an example because he has like so many albums and he's like very successful like he's got his one producer albums and then he has his every single multiple on every track on all the different tracks and I love both albums and they're both so it's like what's the right choice right it's hard to say because you have big artists who are using multiple producers too like look at Ariana Grande her album Sweetener the most recent one that featured tons of different producers but Mm -hmm. like big producers that have their own thing yeah like Pharrell did like four songs on that album and you can always know when it's a Pharrell song because he has like dun, 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 dun. it's like a four ah. bar but ba, ba. you'll always know like blurred lines yeah everybody <laughs> get up it always starts with three it's so true hits. he's such that like yeah. that's pure it's, Pharrell it's, yeah yeah and he's a drummer so it always is drum focused but oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that yeah so you can hear that in Ariana's album there's like four songs that are Pharrell and they're super weird comparison to her other yes low vi- lo-fi hip-hop-y vibe that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. R&B vibes she's got going on so that is a, another thing but I find when you're at beginning um, and doing your own artistry stuff it's really good to have that singularity that's what I'm learning because I've always had multiple producers but yeah. the EP I just put out uh, two, well not just put out two years ago or a year ago um, called Hallelujah Nights that one I worked with one producer his name was Kevin O'Leary not from Shark Tank. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Always. I always have to free curse Poor guy, too. Right? He's I always know. getting that. And this guy, he's had huge successes in the city. He's worked with Sean Mendez. He's oh, worked nice. with Billy Talent, Three Days Grace. Oh, wow. Tragically Hip. A lot of great Canadian royalty. Um, and he contacted me. He found me through my website. One of his buddies nice. was listening to my music. And said, yeah, man, you got to check this guy out. He has, like, kind of a timeless sound to him. And I was like, oh, cool. So he came. I invited him to one of my shows. He's like, let's make an EP together. And Sweet. Yeah, and he works off of Noble Street Studios, which is a beautiful studio off of Queen Street West. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I didn't even know that much going into it. I learned what he did, and he's a fantastic producer. So I did that whole EP. I wrote all my songs, worked with Greg still in production, and a few other um, artists uh, producers but he was my main he was the main overarching yeah. producer and there is this cohesive tone to the whole and album sound right? yeah it's more and like record. a project it's more versus of a project like, so but so I wonder like I was just thinking as we were talking I like is there a strategy in using multiple producers maybe to like like create more hits on yeah. one album like yeah. that has to be it right totally. like, like that's the thing if you want to have a multiple hit album like even like for example like Katy Perry worked with uh, what, what's his name um Max Martin, oh, Max right. Martin, who's like the big responsible hit maker. for like every pop every song, song that's like know, we right? know, yeah, you know, but only on like some songs. Mm-hmm. And then there was some other producers she used, but like those hits that Max Martin had were like the big hits. Then mm-hmm. she had like a few other ones that were still there. So it's nice as it's see it is a double edged sword because it is good even for younger or like up and coming artists to work with multiple producers because it's about the producer's buzz that's what a lot of artists forget too that's how you get that oh. recognition like Kevin O'Leary has had Juno nominations you know okay and but is that though is it like oh sorry you're saying going back to the Junos it's about the producer's buzz for like awards or like for more just popularity um a little bit of both right because if you work with producers who actually have a following and mm-hmm. have a style that is you know known you'll get that buzz like uh, Majid Jordan yes them, right? oh my god but is he a producer first yeah so it's Majid and Jordan that. oh that's, yeah that's right yeah, it's, I forgot about that and yeah one of there's them, two of them. They, well I think the other guy does production too but they worked for Drake they produced for OVO that's right that's and right and they started doing their own stuff you know mm-hmm. so like working with them 
I mean, they're with Drake, so it's whatever. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, if someone worked with them, they have their own caliber, right? Mm-hmm, so I'm looking mm-hmm. at like working with other producers like who are kind of doing their own thing for certain artists, but finding that niche sound that they're creating mm-hmm. to best blend with yours. But that's right. the thing. There is two things. You can have a producer who will just hone in on your whole thing, or you work with multiple ones to kind of create this aura to your stuff, right? Of mm-hmm. just buzz. So... That's kind of yeah, I, a different path. I yeah. guess it's just like whatever or try both and see what you like try better. Because yeah. then that's the other thing. Like I love the value of working consistently with the same person on a longer project yes. because you're just in that vibe for like a year or yeah. however long it takes you to yeah. make the album. Like you're in that or state, the project, whatever. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes there's no dialogue required because you just know that person. They know you. They know it. what works with you. Like, yeah. you know, and then you get other magic because of those unspoken things. Things totally. like uh, yeah, it's, I don't that's know. what a producer should do. I actually, um, so yeah, now like moving to the modern stuff, and this is where I'll go with this. Like, I now I'm, I'm I, I went to Los Angeles back in March and I recorded with a producer there. His name is Cheyenne Amiri. First time working really with an LA producer, whole different experience, really. Yeah. In what way? So, I went to his studio, I showed him some of my stuff. And he liked it, like from the EP, The Hallelujah Nights. But he's like, it's too complicated, man. He's like, you need to make it more. He's like, I want my eight-year-old daughter to sing this. So, so like, like, okay. uh, like for as a um, on a consumption yeah. level, it's too complicated. Exactly okay. on a streamer focus. Because I told him I want to have. I at this time I had some great like we were always about our live show. Our live show started taking off last year, and just we got to play a lot of gigs. We played CMW like. Uh, two times now and we're just like getting into the scene here um we also came in second for the hideout uh, thing here it does it's called the bout oh so i know they the hideout a big competition the hideout's great we're actually playing their little plug on friday oh nice yeah out. plug it absolutely yeah. what time yeah we're on at 11 p.m <laughs> amazing yeah yeah for the this bout competition again we're uh yeah we're going on 11 and we're playing like a tame impala cover um an 90s nostalgia Teenage Dirtbag cover. Oh my god, what a song! It's gonna I be great, that. and the guys are awesome. So we're and we have cool visuals. It's it's gonna be a, a time. So cool. yeah, hideout 11 p.m. Come Amazing. on out, San Luis. Yeah, so yeah, we we've been we were pl- really honing in on our shows. But so I got there and I showed him my stuff and I said to him I was like I want to really get like a streaming song because we were weak on the streaming end because that the music I put out with the Hallelujah Nights was like this classic rock pop alt rock. Okay. So it was tough for streaming playlists. They're like, what the fuck are you? You know? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I get that. But I, I loved that era. I was really into like um, Brian Adams and like yeah. all this just like good old like rock that was pulling to this pop kind of realm. Um, and so we started uh, working on this one tune, um, which became This Love. Oh. So yeah, it was really cool how we were writing it. He had it in this key. We were like trying to go and he could see like I was having a hard time finding some melodies. Like I was finding some stuff and he's like, we're going to change the key. And he changed the key really differently. Like it took a huge different leap. And I was like, shit, all the melodies I've just been building and lyrics, they're out the window now. And he's like, just go into the booth, try something out. So um, first before we did that, actually, he... I was like, I want guitar. I want guitar on this. So we picked up an acoustic. And he's like, okay, what phone do you have? I was like, I have an iPhone. He's like, okay, me too. Put it down. And this is a record, like a record producer too, right? He's done some stuff. Literally presses record on both our iPhones at the same time. And he 
we played guitar. For a stereo track? For a stereo acoustic. <laughs> I'm like, dude, wow. this guy has like beautiful equipment all around us. I know. Why is like, he? Why doing- are you doing this? And he's like, I want this like a phase kind of like cool retro guitar sound coming from a recording mic. He's like, the mics aren't that bad, but they give this great grain to them. And I was like, it's wild. Great so, grain. I'm great trying to get grain. rid of the right grain, grain all the, the time. Clarity. I was like, oh. I'm trusting you, man. So we took this tune, put the guitar, detuned the guitar a bit. And what? Even, yeah. Like we distressed this song. It's crazy. And so then I went into the studio and started singing. And the chorus. So, sorry, you guys were both playing the guitar, right? Yeah. I think I, like, glazed over that because yeah. I'm like, why yeah. is he using his iPhone? Okay. Yeah. So, we both were. Um, but, like, we were just, like, whatever take time. we got. Or, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. we would try different takes. Um, and so, then I went and I started singing and it just kind of, the melody flew out, which was really cool. And that doesn't always happen. And, again, I was singing and singing. He's like, simpler, simpler. I was like, okay, okay. Like, in terms of your lyrics? In terms of my melodies. Okay, even too. okay. Like, they were getting a little jazzy. He's like, no very very plain uh, uh, make this something that they could sing and I was yeah. like okay and it was really cool like it was he pushed me into like uncomfortable situations for myself that I needed to go right you know and that's what a producer should do mm-hmm. they shouldn't be quiet they should be vocal and they should be right because they have and he's directing you too which is amazing I love being directed same yeah as a singer too like fuck like I'm super critical about like pitches and my sound but like Sometimes I record a take. I'm like, I think that's good. Like, I can tear it apart if you want. Yeah. Or like, and he'd be like, no, no, you were flat here. Do that again. I was like, I love that. Oh, I, I didn't that. hear that. Yeah, yeah right? So like, and like, some things I'm like, oh, it was sharp there, you know? So it's it's good to, mm-hmm. I, I, you need that as a singer for, like, the stuff you're doing with pop. Uh, so, yeah, this love came out like that. It, I'm dying to listen to this song now, which obviously it. as yeah. soon as we're done recording It's cool, this. and especially if you if you love hip-hop, because one thing that I loved working with him was we kind of built into this R&B um, hip-hop pop alt-rock vibe. I don't know, nice. genres again, All the right? genres. All the genres, but like that's kind of where we started going with it, which I loved, and um, it kind of shifted a lot of the sound that we're taking. Um, but really, um, one song I had on Daydream called On Fire... This was the trappy rock tune I was telling you nice. about before. That was one of the only songs. Remember I told you it was like a smorgasbord of songs? Mm-hmm. That was one of the styles that stuck. I still play oh. on fire in my sets today. Nice. Because it fits a lot of the modern stuff we're doing. So this love kind of splurred, or like just kind of created this whole new realm for me with music writing and streaming focus and we got luckily successful on it like right now yeah we're sitting at like 80,000 streams with it amazing congrats and it's growing Thank and is that just on like Spotify or it's something it's just on Spotify so, um, like, we're, we're still doing with Apple Music we're still pushing it but all our kind of marketing and promotion stuff has been Spotify I'm a huge Spotify guy Sam, but I, I, I am know, too I just like I don't even oh, have like Apple Music on, it's on my it like trash bit. screen yeah like, same over. you know and like I get it like a lot of people are like I love Apple Music it's because like, I never had great. Spotify that's what I tell them I was like yo get Spotify and see if you like Apple it's Music. so much Spotify so much better I just yeah. I love finding music and I yeah. can find music like I used you to can't. SoundCloud search I used to like all these you know like oh, yeah. as a downloads yeah. yeah but like with Spotify I'm like release radar 
Totally. Take uh, me on a journey. Same. Right? I want to be do the work for me yeah. and like just pleasantly yeah. surprise. I'm yeah. the exact same. That's what I love. And I think our like I think our age group it yeah. was like the leader in like streaming music 100%. from like LimeWire days, Napster days, like all that. And yeah. like we've done the legwork. Yeah, so like I it's wired. time for now we're paying for it, yeah. which everyone's happy. Yeah. So give us the music. Like exactly. show it to us because I'm exactly. not. I don't have. I'm not grounded all the time See. anymore. I don't have time. Like ten hours to like right? scour the I internet. I have so much time. And battle viruses on my computer to like. Yeah. Yeah. Get these wrong tracks which were yeah like Bill with like 87 recordings. dj <laughs> drops throughout but yeah. it's like whatever the song I was like shit this isn't it yeah you know yeah um but that's 100 percent right it's like i if i'm paying for a streaming service where i pay you know uh not, like 10 bucks a month i better have access to everything everything yeah and i find with apple music they're getting better now i was using it at the beginning but it's still i'm still pro spotify spotify takes me to artists i've never even heard mm-hmm. of you know i found apple music to really take you to the surface yeah where spotify i'm like diving deep like in a yeah. youtube hole you know how youtube Seriously. i'm like who the fuck is building this like little clay toy that i'm like yeah, watching, you know? yeah so like that's one thing i loved about spotify i was like i can find artists i've never heard of also subgenres mm-hmm. gives people room to do their own thing and I think it's very like I think like it seems to be more about the music, whereas possibly Apple could be more about like the business. Business, yeah. Um, yeah. And and exactly what you just said. Like I'm yeah. listening to artists that like I, I've even had some like instrumentals on my yeah. release radar, oh, yeah. and I was like, I would have never searched for this, found this, but it's fucking dope, and I'm gonna continue listening 100%. to it, and like you know what I mean? I'm, I'm happy with it. That's it. I got random French tunes coming in, and oh, I was wow. just like, what the fuck? And I was like, this isn't bad. And then I would get some K-pop, some Japanese. I got this one Japanese indie pop band and they I showed my friends I'm like yo I, I know you can't understand this but you can understand yeah it. you can like feel right? it yeah. and they're like this is so good out of nowhere and the guy's just like wailing in, Jap- in Japanese and, that's amazing you know? so and that was like the algorithm just took me there it yeah was great, yeah you know exactly so that's what I love it's free roam same kind of thing. same yeah. Um, okay, so tell me, so what's, like, the goal for you for, like, I hate always asking this question, yeah. like, where do you see yourself in five years? But, yeah. like, really, I want to know, like, wh- what's the goal for you? Where are you hoping to be um, soon or in the future? Cool. Okay. Yeah, this is, it's, like, really an exciting but, um, like, terrifying moment in the career, too, because this is, I, I'm calling this, like, the the boiling point kind of thing. So we've we've gotten this far with the single, and we're in, the whole thing about it, it's creating traction. So we're in the process right now. We I've been working with different producers and I'm actually going to Los Angeles in two weeks to record with Cheyenne again. Nice. Trying to make like some more music um, in that realm of this love. And uh, we're shaping an, an album, uh, but it's really in the early stages. I've worked with like some other people, got some great information about how to not rush albums, take your time. And that's like, you know, that's one thing I've really learned. But we're working on this dope summer tune right now that might feature a great Toronto artist building up too. And uh, Can you tell us who it is or not yet? I can't say Okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Had because they might not even be able to do it. Nope, so that's I, I, I totally get it. So you're going to have to hang on to that. But it's cool. Um, I started working a lot with writers. And that was one thing I was super like, I just write, like myself, you know? And mm-hmm. I was very private about that. But um, I worked with a few people who were like, you should work with other writers. It's good for you. And I was like, okay. And so I started doing that. And yeah, it is really good for you because there's some ideas where I'm like, no, no, I I need that in the song. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you try this? And I'm like, that is, that is better. That could work, you know? So it really opened my eyes to that. But so yeah, right now it's just been this process of building these tunes and uh, preparing our live show specifically to certain events and certain things. So we're playing end of 
February, and we're debuting this new tune um, called Chemical. And oh, it's going to cool. be really cool. It's still produced here, but it's this like underground JT kind of vibe, which mm. is really cool. So we have that. And then at the same time, we're working on these new kind of sonics that's a little more of this emo hip hop that's kind of emerging in music. And nice. so it's cool. We're covering a lot of bases, um, but it's all honing in towards this album that we're kind of focusing on and putting out. That's so, exciting. Yeah, yeah, so working with different producers, just fully in it, writing and um, kind of getting some big shows lined up to uh, prepare for this release. So Amazing. Do you yeah. have like a day, month, year yet of like wanting to release the album or do you not want to like tentatively okay. tentatively we're like looking for it would be like november okay like, so yeah. this year yeah so this year hopefully Exciting. if it can all fall into place um definitely like a single we're aiming to release one for may which would be awesome okay that's one thing i've learned in this industry is like to release stuff properly take your time yeah take your time you it. know because like you put so much time into a track i have friends who graduated humber and are fucking wicked, man. They're such good artists, you know, and they're good writers too. They put out a song without like proper marketing sometimes, mm -hmm. or, you know, and they're just like, man, no one listened to this. And yeah. I was just like, it's so good. I'm so sorry. I get your pain, but I was like, you need to, to like, the amount you put into making the song, you need to put into marketing. Yeah, the packaging well. almost has to be learning. better in be a lot better, of the times you know? than, and like, you it's know. It's sad to see, but, and I think that's a big falter in a lot of modern musicians who are trying to do it yeah it's just the knowledge of like why isn't this being hurt and mm -hmm. it's like uh well because you're throwing it into a space mm -hmm. right a space that like if someone doesn't drive by and see that sign of your stuff no one's gonna see it you know what i yeah. mean no one's gonna hear it so it which is sad but like the truth to it that yeah. what i learned so it's it's really cool we um uh, I'm working with this one guy from Factor. Um, his name's Simon Peltier. He lives in Montreal, and he's helping me right now, just like through some consulting of just like um, getting my sound to the right people, distribution, and all this stuff. So there's some cool, exciting stuff turning out with that. But awesome. We're, yeah, we're really taking the right steps to release the right thing. So the next big thing though will be this cool, dancey, summery single. Cool. Cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. Um, and tell me about your sneakers, please. Okay. So these guys, um, it's really funny. Um, I got them online. They're they're Lin um, Lin Nings or Lee Nings. That's what they're called. Uh, and they're Essence 2.0. That's what the sneakers are. They're okay. like it's like a sock sneaker, but they're my recording sneakers. So I wore these for the Hallelujah Nights. Um, I wore them in the studio, and then I wore these in Los Angeles for the this love recording. And there's something about them because they're they're comfy but they still get me in business mode yeah that's what i love about them too because like when you're in the studio a lot of people go barefoot right oh really yeah. i didn't know that yeah totally it's such a vibe i'm short so like you know i need a little boost sometimes but like <laughs> these guys uh, they just they've been reliable and i've had like some great melodies come out with them so they've kind of been my go-to recording studio sneakers amazing yeah. Yeah. um and give us one piece of advice please if you don't mind uh for somebody walking a similar path to yours okay um Someone walking a similar path would be just take your time with release. Build your craft as much as you can, but know the business you're getting into with music. Don't um, don't kind of sacrifice anything for it, but just like be smart with the business side of things and understanding what you're getting into. And also, one thing I'm learning myself right now too is you don't have to sacrifice what you love to do it right you can still keep that 
thing that makes you excited on stage and that's what you need to do there's so many artists who um are lost in what they're creating and i am too at times but like you know finding that path was kind of um me just doing kind of where i want to be with music and finding ways to make that work right don't just blindly be like this is what i love everyone should love it Mm -hmm. no like if you love a style find a way to make it digestible for multiple audiences right fuse it with something else be inventive Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'd say to artists be inventive don't go backwards move forward there's always solutions to it but yeah just be smart when you're moving amazing thank you no problem so guys listening that's it for this episode and uh you can and should all follow sam on instagram at sam lewis music so it's at s-a-m-l-o-u-i-s music um you can follow the podcast on Instagram at coming up in my sneakers. Um, and I know we kind of just like sort of dissed Apple Music during this, but <laughs> yeah, I, I know I always say no, this. Sorry, if, Apple you're, music. <laughs> if you're listening on Apple Music, which I know at least 50% of you are, totally, yeah. um, then feel free to give this podcast a five star review. I would very much appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> that's it, guys. Uh, have a great oh, week and fun. don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers. Thanks, Bye, guys. Heather. Thank you.